Okay. We are up to, we're in the middle of the, back into the lists, Gemara. So we're in middle of the middle lines. There's a two dots after a simon, hagof, hagof, me'ein, meshiv, merchim, and simon. Then there's a two dots. Then we read two Gemaras about three things don't go into the body, three things do go into the body. Now we're up to the next thing. Shalaisha, like in the middle of those middle middle lines. Shalaisha main elam hap. Yeah, no, besides, <laughs> this is way out of my range of counting. Shalaisha main elam hap. Three things are mamish me'en elam haba. And we'll discuss at least one of them. Shabbos, we'll, we'll discuss that. Shemesh, the sun. The sun is elam haba. I, I didn't see much about it, uh, you know, beside the fact, Pashat, like, you know, it's, uh, it, it's healing, it brings, it feels good. I, I'm not sure. Vitashmesh. Now, to understand, the word Tashmish is Lashon Kaidesh, it's called Lashon Kaidesh because there's no words that are, that are not clean. So when we talk about Tashmish, Tashmish literally means use. When we talk about Tashmish, the full term is Tashmish Amita, the use of the bed. Now, that doesn't mean anything. If you ask my kid, the use of the bed, you jump on the bed. Tashmish Amita is our keynote. So the Gemara says, use of what? You're referring to classic Tashmash Amita. It can't be Me'en Elam Haba for one simple reason. It tires a person out. And therefore, Elam Haba, it's, no one's saying it's not good. Just Elam Haba has no downside. And therefore, Tashmash can't be Me'en Elam Haba because it has a downside. But it says, Tashmash It refers to going to the bathroom. That is Me'en Elam Haba. Um, this is not alts, you know, what you're, what you're thinking, that it, like, it feels good. It's alts. It has to do with Kabbalistic Zachen, that going to the bathroom is the act that leaves you with pure good and takes out all the impurities, which means Elam Haza is a nasty mixture of perfection and bad. Everything in Elam Haza is a is a confusing mixture. That's, that's the definition of El Maza. El Maza is not good, it's not bad, it's confusing. Our goal and our job, and hopefully we succeed somewhat, is like picking our way through and finding the Kedusha in middle of the waste and the mess. So when a person goes to the bathroom, what he did actually was he finally finished the process in taking from Elam Haza food and nourishment and sustenance and all the good that Elam Haza has to offer, and he vacated the bad. That's Mamash Elam Haba. The ability to separate and capture the purity and filter out. That's Mamash going to the bathroom is and filter out the impurity. Ah, that's Elam Haba. So that's what it means going to the bathroom is Elam Haba. It's a very deep thing. Um, <coughs> and finally, two more lists of three. Shlesha Meshiv and Daitel Shod. Three things restore a person's das. Elin Kol Marurech. A beautiful voice, a beautiful sight like a painting or a sunset, 
Reich, a delicious smell. They can restore, when a person loses his equilibrium, when a person is, is mebulbul, and a person's not miyushiv, he can lose his, he can lose his equilibrium, these three things restore it. Gimel marchiv in three things broaden a person's mind. Eluhein, these are they, dira a nice place to live. When a person is, is, um, is feels the world's closing in on him, the world's constricting on him, these broaden a person's horizons. A nice house, isha no a nice wife, kalim noim nice furniture. In fact, Rabbi Avram Palaji, I think that's Rabbi Avram, uh, Chaim Palaji's father, says, there's, the Pasuk can tell him, says, Toshev Enesh Adaka. So, Dikaon is depression in, in, in modern Hebrew. So, I don't know what Daka means, but I assume it means it's along the same lines. Toshev Enesh Adaka restores a person from Daka. Dira Kalim Naim Isha Isha. And also we find um, if you remember there's a Pasik in Neach that Neach Akid Araich and Akait. How do you say the names? The Erd, the Akait, the Nimra, 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 LLA. Nope. So, so that Aroich is Russian Mairich Yamim by Akoid with Aleph Chaf Dalit, which is Ishanah, Kalim Naim, Dirinah. So the way we're explaining this Gemara is that it's a good thing. It's a good thing that a person. Yeah, yeah. Erech Akoid Vachalmeh. Yeah, very good. So Erech is Akoid. That it's a good thing that a person, when he feels like, like uh, you know, like it's a kvetched, you walk in, you know, you had a hard day. You walk in, your house is a nice, airy place. It's not, it's not a crumbling, uh, you know, dira that the ceiling is falling in on you. I, I just picked my kid up in yeshiva, and I took his stuff from his room. The ceiling is literally like a foot above my head, and I'm not Mr. Tall. Like, you know, I... <laughs> Longest story. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so this is a good thing. The Marsha says, no, it's a bad thing. Just like we find Bilam Harosh, we had a few weeks ago, was a Nefesh Rechava. So these three things, they make a person need more and more, and he starts chasing Gashmias. So, and I was like, I always learned this Gemara as a positive. Full, full disclosure, the Marsha learns that it's a negative. Okay, now getting back and then to that knows they make you a a, a, a very um, a person that needs gashmis. They're they're mark of you. You're too fat. You're too broad. I don't mean fat in the sense of overweight. I mean like you know you live p h a t. You know you, you need to live too too out there. You know too much. You have yeah yeah yeah. And it's, oh, you need a deer. And I, like I, I'm like I was surprised when I saw the marshal. I mean, not that you should be. You should learn the marshal and every agadita. But like you know, when I saw the marshal, I was like, ouch! Mm-hmm. I, you know, I never knew the gemara was a negative. Four more lists: a list of five, a list of six, and a list of ten. And there's two tens. Chamisha v'shisha v'asar simen. Chamisha echad me shishim heim. 
there are five items <coughs> that are one-sixtieth of another item. Now, the Marsha and others explain it doesn't mean 60 literally. In some cases, it's one over a thousand or one over a hundred or one over 10,000. It doesn't mean literally one over 60. What the Lushen of one over 60 is, is we know that Bittal is Bishishim. That if you, your wife drops a drop of milk in the chalant and there's 60 times more chalant than milk, the milk disappears. Up until 160th, something, its presence is felt. After 160th, it has absolutely no representation, it has absolutely no kiyam in this world. What this Gemara means is the following five items are the smallest amount of representation, yet still present, without disappearing. Any smaller, as we want to say, these, these five things are a small, 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 the smallest taste of the other item. Any less, it would disappear. So we mean to say 160th is the smallest amount without disappearing. What are these things? Elohim, Aish, fire is 160th of something else. Devash, honey is 160th of something else. Shabbos is 160th of something else. Shina, sleep is 160th of something else. And Chaloim, a dream, is 160th of something else. Eish, fire is Echamishishim Gehenim is one sixtieth of Gehenim. If you want to know what Gehenim is like, then, then you, you should imagine that it's 60 times hotter than fire. Now, I don't know how hot fire is. You know that fire is different, different heats. You know, like when you light a match, it's one temperature. In Bethlehem steel, you're able to get fire to like 5,000 degrees. So I don't know exactly what fire is, but Gehenim is 60 times fire. That's one, one sixty. Shabbos, the sweetness of honey is one sixtieth of mon. If you want to know how sweet mon was, it was 60 times sweeter than devash. Shabbos is echad meshisham leilam haba. We know Shabbos is made elam haba, and Shabbos is the smallest earthly representation of elam haba. So here there's already, there's already, um, Several pshatim. So, you know, so the, the standard pshat is, is that if a person keeps Shabbos properly, his neshama feels an experience, and that experience is similar to Shabbos. And the Malbim explains, the Malbim explains is that Elam Haba is a world devoid of chasing Gashmias. On Shabbos, when a person is unable to deal in Gashmias, you can't cook, you can't work, you can't make, you can't travel. So if a person is left without any of the Gashmias Dika things, then, then that, that's what Elam Haba is. Um, he didn't mean this to be scary, but when I saw it, it scared the Weezers out of me. Reb Tzaddik says, and Pre Tzaddik, and I'm telling you Reb Tzaddik didn't mean this to scare you. Reb Tzaddik was the most positive person. Ur says that your Elam Haba will be commensurate to how you made Shabbos holy here on earth. 
he meant it as a chizik, but that scares the weezers at me because, like, if Shabbos is basically a time to catch up on sleep and getting in some good meals, my Mahaba ain't gonna be that 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 nice. But Ritzadik says this Gemara is a two-way street, just like Shabbos here is a representation of Elam Haba. Ritzadik says Elam Haba is a representation of Shabbos. So that's that's Shabbos being one sixtieth. Sheen is Echmeshisham Lamisa. Uh, sleep is one sixtieth of death. So Chaim Velazhner and Ruach Chaim says also. I don't, I don't mean to like drop so much scary stuff. Chaim Velazhner says, depending on what's going to happen to a person when he dies, that's what happens when he sleeps. If a person when he dies is going to be exposed to the Shechina, then every night when you go to sleep, it's a mini exposure to the Shechina. If a person when he dies is going to be confined to some life of insecurity and punishment, then he has his, his neshama experiences sleepless nights. That's what Chaim Velazhner says in, in Avis. Okay, no more scary remarks. Shina echem eshishim lemisa, chaloim echem eshishim And a chaloim, a dream, is one-sixtieth of a nevua. The following six items is a good sign for someone that's sick. If a person is sick and he experiences any one of these six phenomena, phenomenon, the illness is breaking. And they are, and these are they. sneezing, Zaya sweating, Shilshal going to the bathroom, carry, carry. Shina and the ability to sleep, the chalaim and a dream. Or we bring a pasuk for each one. of his sneezes tahel ar begin the light to shine. Zeya sweating. Appetite is always synonymous with healthiness. When a person is sick, he has no appetite. So if it says, when you sweat, you're going to eat bread. Oh, that means your appetite's going to be restored. That means you're getting better. It cures. It, it helps. And he won't die. As it's written, I dreamt, and I was able to Live. Shisha Dvarm, another list of six. Marapanis Achelemechelyov. Six of these things, these six things cure a person. Rufwas Rufua, and it is a real cure. It's not just masking the symptoms. Eloain, crew of cabbage, tired and beets. Season, some type of grassy vegetable, lettuce, uvation, dried out ones. Keva, eating the stomach of an animal. Horus, eating the um, placenta of an animal. The Yaserasa coven, and eating liver lobe. Even small fish, small fish cause a person to be healthy. But 10 things make a person even sicker. Now it's interesting, most of these are brought in, in Shulchan Aruch, are brought in Ramam. This is not brought in Ramam, which is good because we do most of them, at least the first three. What is bad for the next ten things are bad for someone that's sick? The Khalikashan brings back his illness worse than before. Eloin, Hoyal Basar Shar, if you eat beef, uh oh. Basar Shaman, fatty beef, uh oh. Basar Tsli, barbecued fatty beef. Basar sperm, chicken, 
Beitza, eggs. Beitza, so fried eggs. Tiglachas, shaving or taking a haircut. Shachalayim. That's a vegetable called cress. I don't know what it is. I just remember common translated as cress. Vachalaf, milk. Vagvina, cheese. Vamerachats, and taking a shower. Vyeshemrim, afe goizim. Even almonds. Vyeshemrim, af kishuim. Some say even cucumbers. Tanner, dver, bishmal. Lamanak, meshma, kishuim. In fact, why are they called kishuim? They say, kashin, leguf, kharevas. They are bad for the body like swords. They, they destroy your body. If you eat cucumbers, it destroys your body. Um, uh, Ain't not true? Not true. Vahomar, if it says in Pasik, Vayemar Hashem La, Hashem said to Rivka when she had a rough pregnancy, There are two nations in your stomach. Altikri Goyim, don't read them, nations, Elegiim, great people. This is referring to Antoninus and Rebbe. It did not stop from their table. They had Tznayin and Chazeres and Kishuin all four seasons. Now, if we're praising Rebbe and Antoninus for for having these vegetables, and one of them is kishuin, they have to be a good thing. They're not something that kills your body, says the Gemara. This is the small ones. Those are good for you. These are the huge ones. Those are bad for you. I just want to talk for a minute. Fascinating stuff about this Rebbe and Antonina. So first of all, first of all, it says Rebbe and Antonina are two nations in your stomach. Why? Everyone wants to know, like, number one, why is that a consolation to Rivka? Why is that good? So they say from the Rizal, and like everyone brings this through, Chida brings from the Rizal, a lot of people bring this from the Rizal, that they're primarily, I don't know if this is or isn't racism, primarily there are three religions. You realize half of the world isn't these three religions. You know, the, that half of the world. Um, Chinese, Indians, Africans. Um, but... You know the answer to that. Um, so, so the world is comprised of three main religions. Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. Darizal says, of course there's few exceptions, but by and large, there are many gayrim from Christianity, from Esav, from Edom. There, by and large, are no gayrim from Ishmael. There are no gerim for Ishmael. And, and this, this is a Yisait from Narisa, that we find gerim from the Western world. We do not find Arabic gerim. It's not true. Now you meant Huh? that Huh? So yeah, that dude. There's a Gemara in Yavamas about, about a guy who was a Gary Ishmael. So in other words, it happens periodically, but it doesn't happen very often at all. So there's a lot of speculation. What's pshat in this phenomenon called by the Arizal? One of the pshatim is, is that Rebbe is a Gilgal of Yankov Avinu, and Antoninus is a Gilgal of Esav. This is known. And, and they have a connection, and the connection that allowed interaction between these two peoples 
was caused because Shnei Goyim, these two nations had this connection, not the third. And, and this was the, the enabler of Gerim to come from, from the Western world and not the Islamic world. But it's, it's a cool phenomenon to keep in mind. Other people say because Esav came from Yitzchak and Yitzchak came from Avram after his bris milah. So, so the whole nation of Esav is a nation that came from Avram after he was Gemalat. Mashek and Yishmael is a nation that is pre-Brismila. We know Brismila is the Yusayid of Geras, and, and <coughs> Islam predates, Yishmael predates Brismila, and therefore they don't have this connection to Geras. Some people say that is a pshat. That's, that's one thing. The other thing, just a quick cute pshat, Rebbe and Antoninus, Rebbe being... The, the, high, the high point, the zenith of, of Yankif, Gedula B'makam Echad, Ashir Sing Gedula B'makam Echad, Godless, he wrote the Mishnah, Rebbe Mamish, the Spitz. Antoninus was the highest form of a Roman Caesar. By the way, it's not Pasha, he's a Caesar. It's very hard to locate a Caesar that would work with all the facts that we know. It probably was a guy, people say it's Antoninus Pius, but Antoninus Pius, they have, the Romans have very good records. You know, they have like a travelogue where every dude was every minute, including when he was in England and, and you know, and this guy was in, you know, they, they know where they were. Antoninus Pius was not in Judea especially when Rebbe was there. But it was probably a governor, not a Caesar. But he represents the spitz of what Esav could be. So if I would have to describe to you, in graphic terms, the, the, the zenith, what Yankov Avinu reached through Rebbe and Antoninus, is lettuce and radish? I mean, if some guy wins the Powerball tonight and becomes a billionaire, yeah, that... So is, is he going to, like, you know, like they, they stick the microphone in his face, Woody, I'm going to Disneyland, I'm going to get lettuce and radish. He's going to get lettuce and radish, right? So the, so the Shaila is, the Shaila is, what, what, what's this talking about? This is a very cute shot. The Gemara says that they would eat lettuce in the beginning of the meal. Lettuce is an appetizer. It, it builds your appetite. The fiber opens up your stomach. And radish, radish is something we had in the, in, earlier in the Gemara, you would eat after, you would eat after a suda. You, you would eat at the end of a meal. Bikinuach suda. So why would lettuce and radish ever be on the table at the same time? One is something that is eaten before a meal, one is something eaten after a meal. The answer is, the answer is, is that Rebbe and Antoninus had non-stop meals. Which means you're welcome to come to my house. You show up during the gefilte fish, we'll give you a piece of gefilte fish. You show up during the chalot, we'll give you some chalot. You show up by dessert, we'll give you dessert. You show up at dessert, you know, like, ah, starting again with the, with the fish. And you come over. In Rebbe and Antonin's house, there was constant revolving suits. You could find in the table at the same time the items that start a meal and the items that end the meal. You know why? Because whenever someone came, so what we're saying, the height of Rebbe and Antoninus was the ultimate Gemilas Chassad and the ultimate Achnas Azarchim. That's what it's saying. It's not saying, it's not saying um, these specific foods. It's saying a style of hosting.
that they did.